Yourself. Hey everybody, it's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me as always is the mater to my Lightning McQueen, Bradford Omen. Well, hey, that's me. Okay, that's not exactly what he sounds like. Uh, it's me, mater. That's not at all how he sounds. Uh, look up all down here getting me a nice tow truck. Try to do mater for real. That's as close as I can get. <laughs> that, that actually was him doing Mater That's for real. That's me trying to be Larry the Cable Guy. And our other co-host, who is the who's the little Italian guy that really keeps the sh- do the show running? You know, he's like the. Rrr, rrr, rrr. I don't know the little Italian car that keeps the like. I'm pretty sure one of them's named Mario. Yeah, Mario. That's that's. I don't name. know if that's right or not, but we're gonna say it's Mario, the little the little guy. You know, hey, would you about. like a meatball? Uh, <laughs> that's that's a good. great Mario. Yeah. Hey guys, no, seriously though, I do want to say something before uh, as I'm looking this over. This is this is a big deal. Um, so <laughs> what? Uh, What's going on? The new Monsters movie is out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. Damn, no, no, Nate, no. You stop it. So this is Go Flick Yourself. It. We are on a, a movie podcast. We talk about movies with our, our good friends Brad Oman and Nate, Nate Ford Lauchs. What are you doing? And He's doing like him. Yeah. Uh, and there's Shwitty Bows. Good times. going to get down into it with uh, Baby Yoda and uh, The Mandalorian. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is a movie podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. If you're tuning in, uh, hopefully you like it. There's a lot five of bullshit. Stars, a lot stars. of a lot of silliness. Yeah, a few free to give us a rating of five stars subscribe to us on the old apple podcasts spotify stitcher uh lug life yeah earplug yep spot spot hero sound canal that's actually sounds like a pretty good podcast uh, sound canal outlet. yeah we should probably do that <laughs> it's actually probably a real one <laughs> so thanks to the sound canal for sponsoring today's episode they provided a lovely beverage for the show today, Brad, uh, what did Sound Canal sponsor? Uh, actually, Sound Canal didn't send over a beverage. Oh, they didn't. No, what they did is they sent over a treat. Oh, a treat for I don't, I don't for, know that. I don't know that. I like a this. treat for us all to try. And this this wonderful Halloween season that Ben so enjoys. See, you can't just say Halloween. Ben loves Halloween. I do, but you can't just say Halloween and then expect me to enjoy whatever the oh, fucking shit. Oh, Ben is. will enjoy this Halloween treat from Goldfish. There's a goldfish snack you want me it to try? It is Dunkin' Donuts themed pumpkin spice graham goldfish. I thought you brought a bag of coffee with you, I, That's exactly what I'm like. I am not eating coffee grounds. Everyone take a spoonful of coffee grounds. That's what it looks like. No, it is. It's delicious. No, it's a gold. So here, take a, take some. See, I'm going to pass Go it. Right. Take a little smidge of that, buddy. Take some goldfish. Make sure you give some to our good friend Nate Lauks. Try some of them, them graham goldfish, pumpkin spice flavored. Crunch and munch. Crunch and munch. Ooh, Nate's crunching right into the microphone. I love it. I love when we hear the crunch. I mean, those just taste like, they taste like Teddy Grahams. Yeah, honestly, they're- Yeah, the, these are really good. The pumpkin spice flavor is not as prominent as I thought it was going to be, but the, man, the grams, like, these these grams are really good. Yeah, I, I don't- <laughs> These grams are really I, good. I don't even taste the pumpkin part of it. Yeah. It almost tastes like, um- like a Teddy Graham, like a spice, like a kind of like, like, like a cinnamon, cinnamon yeah, like yeah. a cinnamon, yeah. But it's yeah. really good. Yeah, they're, no, they're they're really good. I, I've never I like, even heard of these. Where did you get them? Uh, I, I found mean, I found these uh, at Target, but they're they're at a variety of places. Dunkin' Donuts. So I'm at the gas station. Or well, I guess just Dunkin'. They're not just Dunkin' Donuts anymore. They're they're just Dunkin'. That's what they've been going by for a while. Now. So Dunkin' Donuts goes from Dunkin' Donuts to Dunkin', and then they're like, you know what? Fuck it, Goldfish. So why 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 no, it's just a, it's why just are the Dunkin' a, Donuts combo? Why are the Dunkin' Donuts people in the in the Goldfish world now? I think that they just like th- there have been a lot of companies doing like crossover things where like they use their brand to like make a mm-hmm. flavor of something else. You so know what, what so, movie is this about? Uh, it's about Finding Nemo. <laughs> 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 Look, look at the draw there. Okay. So there you go. You got it. Nice goldfish limited edition Dunkin' Pumpkin Spice Grams. Hey, Nate, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? I saw a movie. I was assigned to see a movie by my buddy Brad, um, who I did have to ask this at least a dozen times. It was um, funny in the text. Right uh, what's my movie again? Like this hey, morning. Wait, wait, hey, wait, hey, hey, Brad, did you ever assign me a movie? <laughs> yeah, fucking two days ago, buddy. 17 <laughs> times now. Hey, uh, Brad, uh, what, what is that movie that you saw me again? And then he did follow up with, I don't want to look back. I don't want to look back in the threat. I'm not going to look back. I'm not looking. like some kind of schmo. I'm not looking back at our previous you text messages. You tell me again. <laughs> <laughs> So I did see uh, Blinded by by the Light uh, from 2019, I think mm-hmm, it yeah. is, um, made by the same person that made Bended Like Beckham. Did yes. you know that? Yes, um, indeed. And so uh, I, I had not seen this film, but I had, I remember a couple of years ago, obviously, seeing the trailer for it and thinking, that looked really good. Like, it looks good. Mm-hmm. 
um, I'm kind of partial. My wife's an immigrant. I'm kind of partial to the immigrant story. And so uh, I really, really enjoyed this film, Brad. It was really good. I also happen to be a big Bruce Springsteen fan. So obviously that's part of it. Does this director only do five syllable titles? Wow, you really just honed in on that. Did, did, really, did you have to count it on your fingers? I know. Twice, I, I, twice. I saw him over there thinking, and I'm like, what is he thinking about? You guys about? see me but tapping my fingers on my thigh? I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at Nate because he was so Blinded describing this movie light. so joyfully. Bandit like back up. Okay, yeah, five. Like Let's, doing a haiku? Yep. One of my favorite lines in there is, it's like, um, they talk about Bruce Springsteen. He's like, uh, the drug line to all that is true in the shitty world. I'm like, that is that is so good. I'm going to use that all the time now. <laughs> um, so th- essentially, it's about this this um, this immigrant family that is in England. and A Pakistani uh, Yeah, he's Pakistani. And uh, he connects, right? He connects with Bruce Springsteen. It's set in the 80s. So this was um, the time when like a lot of uh, Pakistani immigrants were like very like, you know, prejudiced against people like, you know, really just didn't weren't shy about being very racist towards, you know, a lot of Pakistani people who were living in the UK at the time. Wait, who is being racist? Like people living in the UK. Yeah, but I, I like that like you're pretending that like that was what, back what, at that what, time. What well, no, but I mean, well, I mean, they're like <laughs> I mean, obviously things have changed, you know. Brad, everything's fine now, Brad. <laughs> no, no, not that everything's fine now, but obviously it's not quite Brad sees this, no color. Quite, not quite this so bad. Like it used to be yep. just like a very, you know, prominent thing where like it was kind of just like, well, yeah, of course we're going to be racist against them because they're different. Especially, yeah, I mean, obviously we've got the history of uh, Pakistan-British relationships. Mm-hmm. You've got all these things and there was just a lot of turmoil and immigration, refugee kind of stuff going on in yeah, the world right then. I, I'm totally up to speed on all that. Um, well, so this is interesting because, again, um, my wife, for our listeners, they, they she's Romanian, grew up in Romania, didn't come here until college, but um, at that time in the 80s, very similar timing, uh, you know, they had a, a dictator, Nicolae Ceausescu, and uh, so a lot of people fled Romania and they came over here. But what I love about it is she always tells the stories of like what she knew about America at the time. Mm-hmm. And it almost always involves music, almost yeah. always, because it made it there, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, she was a huge Michael Jackson fan, huge. I mean, Michael Jackson actually did, very famously did a, a concert in, in Bucharest. She cried for days when she wasn't able to go there. Uh, and then she became a huge Guns N' Roses fan, oddly. Well, right? who wouldn't? Um but so I, I thought about her because, again, I think sometimes, uh, you know, you you don't realize what transcends and what makes it over into different cultures. You know, Bruce Springsteen very famously writes about the middle class experience in America, the working class mm-hmm. type of people. And but that story does transcend to a group of people in England at the time who feel like they're on the outside. Yeah. Right. And uh, even though, again, Bruce Springsteen is a white, you know, uh, guy that had a Catholic upbringing who very, you know, uh, you know, very kind of earthy kind of person. He, he doesn't, he's not, you know, he doesn't, uh, drive around in gold cars or anything, these kind of things. But for some reason, I just love this idea that, but yet that story still transcends to somebody that's, uh, brown uh, immigrant in England in 1987 or whatever. Yeah. Um, I love films that teach me about otherness, I, that, that invite me into somebody's otherness, but do it very authentically and very truly. Uh, I just love this film. It was and just also managed, so good. Managed to make it feel universal too. Like it, there yeah. was parent. Uh, another thing that I, I really like about it, uh, kind of again coming back to my wife's experience. So many people in America now. Um, Really, from this kind of where these people came over, where my wife's country had a lot of immigrants, uh, didn't know how to deal with first generation kids, right? So their parents were raised in their home country. They may have even been born in their home country, but they're raising American kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- his parents are having a hard time because they're raising a British kid, yeah. even though he's Pakistani. Um, and he feels. British in many ways, but also he's reminded often that he's not. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's just a, a really interesting, I think, you know, it's it, it's got some funny parts to it. it. It's, you know, it's it's really well shot. It's it's fun. Um, but uh, also just if, if you look below the layers, you, you actually do get to, I think, learn a lot about the immigrant story um, told through the lens of somebody that really loves Bruce Springsteen. And, what's and that, it's a true story. That's so, if Beale Street could talk. Oh boy! So that's another five syllable. 
Uh, but yeah, Blinded by the Light, uh, I saw this movie when oh. it uh, played Sundance, and so I, I absolutely loved it. It's fantastic. And the thing for me is uh, I'm not really much of a Bruce Springsteen fan. Not that I dislike <sighs> him. I just don't really care. Yep. Yeah, but-, uh, but it didn't doesn't make the movie any like uh, harder to connect to. Like, you know, it's it's full of his songs, but like the way the songs are utilized and just the story it tells, like, it, it just really transcends, you know, any sort of like reservations you might have about liking his music or thinking that oh I don't like Bruce Springsteen so I won't enjoy this but you you will you for sure and you get an appreciation for what kind of like poet Bruce Springsteen really is yeah. that that because it's it's the poetry right it's the words that's really resonating it's not the the music it's not yeah it's this it's this story of struggle that Bruce Springsteen has um, that this young immigrant kid just really resonates with yeah. my uh, friends out in Boston Massachusetts their parents have Bruce Springsteen framed. Up on the wall, his photo, like Jesus, like like across the way from a photo of Jesus Christ, yeah, like it, like and it's not a parody, like they legitimately have that as they should. Holy shit! I saw it when I visited; it blew me away. People do that; it, they really worship the guy. Yeah, no, he, he's a big deal, and yeah. and and again, I, actually, if you're not a fan of Bruce Springsteen, it's actually a nice kind of primer and introduction to some of his music. Um, but you really don't have, even if you don't like Bruce Springsteen, you're great, still great film. Thing. Still, you, Brad, what do we make you watch? Uh, I, one thing I want to add is a little humble Brett. Uh, I did get uh, a quote from my review on a poster for this movie, which is was that why cool. you assigned? That's why you. That's why you keep that. assigning these movies. Oh my word! That's the only every reason. time. All I want to do is brag about myself. So you'll only watch movies that I have approved quotes. Hey on. Nick, the uh, Nick. <laughs> hey, wow. Nate, Nate. Hey Nick, my good friend Nick, uh, who what, I like and love on the podcast. This is this fucking guy over here. This is what he tries to do. No, so is, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little hurt by that. Yeah, uh, and you know what? And the jokes. You even call me Neil, which is my dad's name. Jokes not even worth it anymore. Don't even. Don't even do it. Don't even do a, do a joke. No, I just you, said you, you disgrace. You're gonna watch the Big Sick next time because I was on the poster for. Blah, 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 Have blah. you seen the Big Sick? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Otherwise, that was gonna be your movie next time. <laughs> Don't worry, I got plenty more. What did we make you watch? Uh, you made me watch mm-hmm. The Dead Don't Die. Which is, uh, I thought this movie was like five years old, but it's only like three. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not that old. Yeah, um, it's wait, that, is there a big difference between five years old? And a little years bit. Old? Five years old is when I started to think like, oh, that was a, a little while ago. But like three years ago, especially, it's just pen, the pandemic has yeah, been gotcha. messed up okay. Kind of okay. for me. That's, that's well, really well, what so. What'd you think? What'd you think? Uh, it, so I, I wasn't expecting certain aspects <laughs> of the movie, and I won't spoil them if you haven't seen the movie. But I feel like this is also a movie that like a lot of mainstream audiences aren't really going no, to enjoy because no. it, it when it was marketed, it was fully marketed as a horror comedy in the vein of like a Shaun of the Dead or uh, a Zombie Land, but a little it bit more dry. Not. Spoiler alert, it is not. It is, yeah, it is It is not laugh out loud funny, but but it is funny to like a certain audience who does like movies by Jim Jarmusch, who is this indie filmmaker. Um, some might say he's a little bit pretentious. He's, he's kind of like a... Um, like a record store version of Wes Anderson, I think maybe would be like the best way to like to describe a more him. pretentious Wes Anderson. Not not more pretentious. A more he, pretentious Adam. He's McKay? more he's more indie than Wes Anderson is because Wes Anderson is like a blockbuster hipster filmmaker. Yeah. And Jim Jarmusch uh, works on a budget and like he's a little less mainstream. Gotcha. Um, but I did enjoy aspects of this movie. There's a meta element that I wasn't expecting. Uh, I love Adam Driver in this movie a lot. Adam Driver is incredible. He's so funny in this movie. Um, um, there's, it, it's, you know, it's, this is very performance driven. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a little bit self-righteous, you know, as some of, some of these movies like this are, because like, there's a very clear message, uh, about like the idea of like consumerism and like, you know, like the, it's not the, the zombies that are, that we're all zombies, you know, cause sure. we just want coffee and Wi-Fi and all this stuff. Uh, and so like, it's, you know, um, the movie is pretentious in that way. I, I do think, uh, but I, I still enjoyed it for the most part. It's definitely weird. Um, and, I thought but, you'd like it for that. Just the, yeah, there's the some, Bill Murray interplay with Adam Driver and Bill yeah. Murray is fantastic. And I appreciate how he kind of like subverts your expectations. Exactly. Where it's not really what you what you expect yeah. from it. So it, it was yeah. enjoyable. It was one of those films. I remember uh, I started it once uh, thinking that it was going to be like a zombie land, right? Thinking that it was going to be uh, a horror, but comedy. And I turned it off and I'm like, I'm going to watch this another time because this is not the mood I'm in, yeah. right? Like it had to be a mood that I was not in at that point, but it it's was fair. very good once I, once I hit it. It's so. a fair statement. Did you enjoy it, Ben? I, I really did. 
That's actually why I gave it to you. Uh, it would be. I think also in this in this thing that we're doing with each other, I think it would be very strange. Like I hated this movie. I want you to watch it. You guys won't let me do that because I keep on wanting to assign you guys. Well, dumb, but, but you, you take it. You films. take it too far. You take it like you know, like, like God's briefcase. Or here comes, <laughs> God's, God's briefcase. Here, here, here comes Jesus on the football field. <laughs> now, real quick, at the end of God's briefcase, what was in the briefcase? Oh, the, the, it was love. <laughs> the whole the time, whole time. Yeah, it was the there time. the whole time. You just have to open it up. You just had to open it up. And you know when the briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have any footprints next to it. That's when the briefcase was being carried. Exactly. Okay, I get it. Uh, I watched not the movie that you guys told me to watch. Why not? I I had a very very busy weekend. We Wait, felt, did you really not watch I it? Really didn't. What uh, were you supposed to watch? Why do I stress just, over watching this just, this movie? Just hold on. Just hold on. All right. I'm disappointed. What were you supposed to watch? I was supposed to watch About Time. Oof. And so what I ended up watching was I watched Willow. And here's why. I was going to watch Willow, Little Women, and About Time. And then the weekend really did get away from me. We had our 40th uh, celebration at, at La Porte Simons Cutter. It was a fantastic time. And I, honest to goodness, on Sunday was so just destroyed from the 17 to 18 hour day that was Saturday that I really, I wanted to watch about time when I was in a good mood and I was looking forward to it. And mm-hmm. so I was going to watch it after work today. I really was. Mm-hmm. So I, I threw in Willow at one o'clock in the afternoon when I woke up yeah. on Sunday as it just like, a, like, I know what this is. This is going to be a silly, you know, fantasy movie. That's kind of crazy. And I'm kind yeah. of into that right now. And it was actually really, really good for the mood. Yeah. I'm glad I did it. Uh, and then of course today, super busy at work. We're leaving on Wednesday. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't get to it. I'm so sorry. But I will watch it. I promise. Mm. I don't feel like you are sorry. I am sorry. No, I really. I, I feel bad not watching it. Why didn't um, Why didn't you watch About Time a different day? Uh, just wait, like uh, before beforehand? the weekend. Yeah, yeah, we we record on Mondays. So we had a. Uh, <laughs> we only had six to seven days before we recorded. Again. That's a good point. So, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an excuse, guys. Uh, I watched Willow. It was fantastic. It was so fantastic. Really? Do you really like Willow? So it, I need to rewatch it because I here's why don't I remember fa- loving it. Here's why it was fantastic. It's fine. I saw it when I was seven, and it terrified me. Yeah. And now that's I what I remember. It, and I watched it again, and it didn't terrify me. It was just so over the top that I I loved every aspect of that part of it. Is Jim Henson involved with Willow at all? Was he? No, involved? no it's okay. Industrial Light and Magic. Okay. Yeah, Dark Crystal is what you're thinking of. With yeah, the and I'm telling you right now. And I think some of Labyrinth they did. I think they were in Labyrinth. Yeah. I just I was in the mood for that movie, and that's why I liked it so much. Like it's not a great film whatsoever, but I will say. In the opening, it's like uh, the parental guidance thing, you know, strong themes or whatever. And it says tobacco depictions is the only thing. And then like seven minutes into the movie, a woman gets mauled by two dogs mm-hmm. and a baby floats down the river by itself. Yeah, we, and it's like, that's, they, they don't care about that. Well, we, they're fantasy we, dogs. We also went hard in the 80s. We went uh, hard. Yeah, we did. Because every single, so Bailey and I watched it together and every single time something horrible would, that would traumatize a child watching this. I was like, kids movie. This is a kids movie. I said that over and over. There's so many horrible things. No that wonder, happen. right? No wonder we it's, were traumatized yeah, watching it. There's you should not watch. You, I honestly don't have good memories of this. You film. should not watch. If you're under the age of 13, you should. This should be PG 13. Do not watch this. 10 years old, terrifying, terrifying. And I think I was like nowadays. Six I don't or know seven. about that. Well, that's fair. It's also fair, but like there's feel, a lot. I feel, of, I feel like you got 10 year olds. Yeah, because Stranger Things. My 10 year old does. Yeah, yeah I love it. All right. Well, I don't have kids, so whatever. But anyway, it was fine. Last movie I watched though was The Gray Man, which I really liked. So uh, that's a. Did you like that? I really did. That was a Netflix film. Yes, right? I enjoyed the hell out of it. Chris uh, Evans plays the villain for once. He's he's. Tell the people what it's about. Uh, it is a uh, a CIA movie basically of uh, Ryan Gosling plays a you know recruited by the CIA Billy Bob Thornton and he's got to like perform for the government otherwise he goes back to jail and it's a it's a it's a they're dueling conspiracy. Uh, uh, movie on the run where he's got an item and everybody's out to get him in the CIA and the 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 uh, Chris Evans character is like the one you call in when all else is lost and he's a psychopath and he's gonna go for it and he's no holds barred and he does he does some really crazy wacky shit and it's really fun to watch. Uh, this is directed by the Russo brothers mm-hmm. of uh, Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame. Fame. I I really enjoyed it. Speaking of the Gray Man, though, I I have a question I've been wondering and I wanted to ask you too. Um, he hasn't seen it. Brad hasn't no, I haven't seen watched it. Yet. Okay, but you can still probably answer this. I think. <laughs> um, 
Who do you think is better looking, Ryan Gosling <laughs> or Chris Evans? Ooh. Oh, boy. Gosh, that's a good question. Uh, I, I think it depends. I think Chris Evans is more of a handsome everyman, and Ryan Gosling is more of he looks more is, like. Is uh, Chris Evans an everyman? Because I, if that's what everyman looks like, yeah, we're fucked. Ah, we're so fucked. Screwed. <laughs> he just he just feels like somebody that like you could bump into on the street, whereas Ryan Gosling feels like a, a movie star. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's you're right. right. I think you're right. Ryan Gosling looks like and that's I, probably say, would, that's I wouldn't want to talk to Ryan Gosling because I'm going to assume he's way cooler than me. Yeah. Um, whereas Chris Evans and I probably could find like dogs to talk I, about. I feel like I would like to have a beer more with Chris Evans, and that's not to to, to, to slight Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I think he, they're both probably phenomenal humans, but Chris Evans just feels like man. I'd like to shake his hand. Yeah, maybe kiss him on the mouth. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, classically handsome gentleman of both of them. Uh, and that's our game for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Who so, would you rather kiss on the mouth? So I, I watched The Dead Don't Die, but I also watched uh, another movie, uh, a movie that has been some drumming up some controversy. Yeah, I'm, really ex- I'm really excited to talk to you about this because I, I, I've heard a lot about this movie already. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I watched Tyler Perry's uh, Medea uh, <laughs> Goes to jail. Abu Halloween 2, I think Ooh. it's called, whatever, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, no, I watched Blonde, uh, which is the new movie by Andrew Dominic, uh, director of uh, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. That is more than five syllables. Hold on, I need to make sure that that's accurate. <laughs> I don't I, want to I was just wondering, I think it is, I think you're right. Uh, I want to make sure I'm not confusing him with a different director. You know, you're right, you're right, okay. you're right. Because I remember seeing him talk about this film, like he kind of looks weird. Um, and then you hear all the stuff coming out, and you're like, "Oh, well, maybe that fits." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so this is uh, the new Marilyn Monroe movie that's coming out that uh, has Ana de Armas playing Marilyn Monroe, who's also Monroe. in the Gray Man. Yes, she is, she is also in the Gray Man. And uh, this is a uh, movie that has already been stirring up controversy because it is rated NC-17, and that rating doesn't come along very often unless there's some pretty graphic stuff in the movie. And so uh, there's some pretty graphic. I say, <laughs> was there some pretty graphic? Stuff. Uh, so uh, one thing that I will say is like, so there's been a lot of complaints from people, uh, mainly like longtime Marilyn Monroe fans saying like how it's like um, doing this like unnecessarily, uh, you know, risque depiction of her and that kind of thing. But it's people who haven't seen the movie yet. Um, but I will say that there is definitely uh, there, there are th- I think there are three specific instances that likely landed this movie an NC-17 rating because there's some, uh, you know, good old fashioned Hollywood sex and nudity in here for sure. Um, and there's, there's a little bit of female full frontal nudity, which usually starts getting you on the edge. Uh, there aren't any, there's not really any male nudity. Uh, of course really, not. Uh, except for butts, you know, when there's a sex scene between Ana de Armas and a couple of her lovers. Uh, but there are three fairly graphic scenes and I won't describe what they are, but you'll know them when you see them. <laughs> um, Hard to miss. But the thing about this movie is, uh, it is not intended or presented as uh it's not meant to be an accurate factual depiction of Marilyn Monroe's life it is very much dramatized very much fictionalized and it leans hard into the more risque unsavory tragic aspects of her life this is not a fun movie by any means there's not a moment of levity in this movie where you're like oh things might turn out okay for Marilyn Monroe it is a relentless brutal story of all the worst things that happened to her and how upsetting her life was and Can't granted, wait to see it granted some of this some of this is undoubtedly based like in in truth as far as like just how how difficult she had it as a starlet but but are, is that stuff true though so i'm i'm sure that there is some stuff in this movie that is true just based on things i have seen about Marilyn monroe but it is also amplified in such a way that it, it is it takes things to like a completely different level especially in how it depicts uh, some of her relationships and also it's just it's presented in a very surreal abstract way at times too where it really feels like he's trying hard to be like oh this is so so deep I'm just really getting really just digging into Marilyn Monroe and painting this tragic portrait of this woman and, and it just feels like but if it's not true it just well but I don't I don't mind if I mean it's her not life true. is tragic yeah, at times I don't but- mind if it's not true especially because her story is like kind of at, at this point it transcends Marilyn Monroe there, there are countless women who have this story especially in Hollywood you know so I I don't necessarily mind that. But it's why just, call it Marilyn Monroe then? It's not called that. I know. I know. <laughs> no, but, 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 Jesus I know, uh, Christ. 
<laughs> why use her as the as you know as the main character? Then, I think, if this is about somebody that well, it could have happened in Marilyn. I Monroe. think it's I think it's the it's the the framework that it allows, and also it makes it more salacious. Probably, um, you know, I I haven't read anything from Andrew Dominic about like this this movie, like what his intentions were, why you know why any anything like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is the movie will definitely be controversial, and uh, it's not one that you want want to watch with the kids. Let's talk about though. <laughs> let's talk about the quality though. How, how does uh, it's uh, a very yeah. it's a very well made movie. So the one thing I will say is all, all and the acting's good. All of my complaints are, are to say that the movie does a disservice to Anna de Armas's performance, who is fantastic as Marilyn Monroe. Uh, and it's not that she's. Um, I think you're biased. It's not that she just does a great job. Uh, you know having Marilyn Monroe's mannerisms and her voice and that that kind of thing um but she's just the the emotion that she pours in this performance is it's it's so powerful and it really resonates and it hits hard and that's the one thing that I think keeps you like entranced by this movie because otherwise it's just it's just like it is it's just it's tough to watch it really is tough to watch so and I guess movies don't have to have a point, right? They they don't. You can just make a film. To, but what do you think Andrew Dominic's point was for this film? Like, what what was it to tell the story of somebody that is historically relevant or historically memorable, um, and use her as kind of a foil for telling the story of women that get abused and used by powerful men? Is it you know like is there a deeper point you think that Andrew Dominic's trying to make in this film? If there is, I f- that that to me is like what stands out, and that I. I I think that that's that's really you know what what it could be uh, i would like now that i have seen it i want to go and read some of like the interviews he's yeah. done and read more about about the movie and whatnot and see if it like changes my perspective makes me you know not so critical of certain things or you know makes me appreciate you know other aspects of the movie but um yeah it's not i wouldn't say it's a bad movie i would say it's a movie that's trying too hard uh to to feel significant um and that it really didn't need to to shoot for the moon so so hard to like to tell such a tragic story. Well, I can't wait to see it either, Ben. It sounds like a real fun just time. Two at hours the and forty five minutes of a woman just getting, Is it really that long? Oh, it is that long. Oh, and you God. feel every single minute. <laughs> just a yeah. Are you feeling penitent? 90 minutes, the, 90 minutes, people, theater. and it, if it's really good, make it 100. Just pretend it's two movies. Well, why not just make two movies? Why not just make it a series? No, that's too much, buddy. Just, it's a long film. So, I don't know. So, Blonde. <laughs> it's coming out soon on Netflix. <laughs> is it on Netflix? Uh, it, it, it is. Uh, a, that's where it's, uh, it's yeah, a Netflix movie? Yes, it's a Netflix movie. Gotcha. Got picked up by Netflix after gotcha. after premiering at the Venice Film... Well, it was already bought by Netflix before that, but it premiered at the Venice Film Festival, gotcha. and now it's coming to Netflix. Okay. Yeah, it, it is, like you said, though, in every way, controversial. I've seen some film critics that say it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've seen some film critics that say not so much, yeah. right? It's a mess, I've heard, I saw, but... Uh, and that might just be Andrew Dominic's directing style. I don't know enough about him because some direct, some critics just don't like certain directors, right? And sometimes you resonate with certain directors that critics don't like. Um, but it'll be interesting. For example, Brad loves Michael Bay. Well, yeah. Who doesn't? Well, what's uh, you know, you say it like it's a bad thing. Brett Radner. Okay, now we're gone too far. <laughs> we're, 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 we're bringing in our text right now. <sighs> I love you, buddy. It's a shame because the Rush Hour movies are just a treat. All of them? All three of them? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I just didn't understand the words that were coming out of your mouth. All right. Mm. Better looking. (laughs) Brett Redner or Harvey Weinstein? Chris Chris Tucker or Jackie Chan? Ooh, Chris Tucker by far. It's no. just such a wow. Yeah, you're, you're risking handsome. You're risking being kind of anti-Asian there. So no, I mean, just saying. The well, if, 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 you, if you went the other way, you would have said that he's anti-black. Yeah, so I was ready. For both <laughs> <of those laughs> I'd have locked the. No, I mean, just just seeing how good he looks as Ruby Rod in Fifth Element. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's Chris Tucker. Okay, even right. when even when Jackie Chan wore a tuxedo in the tuxedo. Yeah, <laughs> it was still <laughs> he was Tucker. still Chris Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, guys, we watched like literally two trailers. Yeah, I know it was, uh, and two good trailers. I actually enjoyed these trailers. Yes, so. trailer time, trailer time, having some fun and watching some trailers. Ben and Brad and Nate and Brad watching some trailers, watching some trailers. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, that's all pretty right. good. Yeah. This is 
I thought I'd try one. You know what I'm happy about? You know what I'm I'm happy that you swung for the fence you you, went for. I'm glad that we didn't force you to do it. You know what I really am unhappy with? What? That no one chimed in. Like, that's (laughs) it. The first time I ever. Think, I think Nate and I were so shy. <laughs> I, I really was. I you was taken back. I'm like, we just wanted to see how where it was going to go. Always, what, like, I was hope. I was. What like, is, I'm, what like, is, I'm like, I'll do this, and then they'll, they'll chime in. It'll be like, funny. What? Is, what is? But you didn't chime in at all. Oh, you left me hanging. For it. Look at that, Benny's. But going you did it. For but it. you did it all by yourself. I you didn't feel, want to. Don't you feel <laughs> proud though? No. Don't you feel like a big boy? You went for it. I really thought, honestly, that this is the stupid time where they always chime in. And neither one of you just sat there like yeah, that's more of like a, that's this a, is this is like the whole like the situation when like you're trying to teach your kid how to dive and you just and you, you don't you, you don't think that, that they don't think you're gonna let go but then you do and they yeah. dive and they feel so proud of themselves. I don't. You went for it and I'm so proud you did. We watched Babylon. <laughs> we did. Trailer. We watched the trailer for Babylon, which is uh, a new movie from Damien Chazelle, the director of La La Land and Whiplash, Whiplash two of my favorite movies of the previous decade. Did you like Ten sure. Cloverfield Lane? You did yes. That no, he did not do that, actually. That's Dan Trachtenberg who directed oh. Ten Cloverfield Lane. I thought he did that one. No, he did not. Oh. Did he write it? <laughs> did he write it? I don't think so. I'm going to look it up. Go ahead. Move on. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you know that this is a Damien Chazelle movie because it's got jazz in it. <laughs> uh, Damien Chazelle loves his loves jazz. jazz. Uh, Damien Chazelle did do the uh, screenplay. Okay, there you go. Thank you. So Sorry. Dan tried I'm, not, to... I'm, not, I'm not an idiot. There not, was, not I mean, complete... I am an idiot. But no, like, no, 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 just half. Yeah. I do remember that there was a little bit of jazz in 10 Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> he played a jazz record. Yeah, it's probably true. That's probably um, true. But yeah, so this is uh, a like a... 1920s, 1930s yep. set Hollywood story. Uh, it feels like it has kind of a a Great Gatsby yeah, vibe, vibe to it in a way. It's before Once, a Time, One, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? It's, yeah. it's set before that. Yeah, because that was in the 50s. Yeah. Or, so, or 60s, I think. Yeah, but still telling stories about Hollywood in an era that we don't recognize. That we well, don't not, well, not that we don't recognize. I mean, it's just that maybe we're not quite as familiar with it. If I'm not familiar with it, I mean, I just don't, I don't know it. So I'm gonna see it. And but like, I didn't but know you, it. but you like, but you could, if you watch this movie, you know, like what era they're depicting. You know, you might, you did. No, he just said it was like the '90s. I said it was. This happened at like Melrose Place time. Oh boy, yeah, the Peach Pit. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so this. I, and by the way, I, I watched this trailer and I love this trailer. And it's I have it's because there's boobs in it. Uh, no, but uh, but. I still don't know what it's about. Yeah, it's, it's very much in a, a, a kind of just establishes the mood and the yeah. vibe, and like it's going to be like a wild, uh, you know, cocaine fueled like romp. I feel like this feels like it's going to be a depiction of classic Hollywood that we haven't really seen on this level before. Because like a lot of the times, it feels like it's such a such a, oh everyone's wearing tuxedos and we're going to the fine movie premiere and we got a sparkling dress and we're going to go out here and and maybe we'll date thirteen year old girls. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> but like this feels like it'll really uh, dig into like you really threw the, that one in there. Well, it's something that people did back in the, the Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> so just start calling them out by name, boys. So I feel I think this will really dig into like the seedier, like like oh man, people were so fucking the ripped on drugs and and alcohol, like so much during this time, and like it's glitz and glamour, but it's also glitz and glamour with like bloodshot eyes and you know throwing up and doing quaaludes all the time. <laughs> I uh, I read a I read something about this, and it says the opening scene of the film expected to last thirty minutes of this opening scene is going. Oh, be so we're talking minutes. like a deer hunter wedding. We'll feature. Fellini-esque debauchery and graphic imagery involving a long orgy reminiscent of films such as Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. All right, favorite Does- movie of the year. <laughs> I'm like, well, Brad's in. I do. I will double say- feature with this in the Marilyn Monroe movie. <laughs> now we're talking. I do love Fellini, by the way. Uh, Fellini movies are fantastic. He's um, yeah, so it, fan- it sounds director. like as well as like you said. It's going to be a different kind of film in every way, yeah. right? It's going to tell a story that, again, that we don't know. And probably more different than anything Damon Giselle has done before, too. Maybe, yeah. And so it'll be interesting. Great cast. Uh, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. Who else, Nate? You got it up there? Yeah, Diego Calva, who I, I, I'm not familiar, I'm not familiar with. not familiar with him either, but um, looks like uh, a handsome gentleman. Yeah, uh, Gene Smart, which I always love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas Haas. Tommy McGuire, uh, yeah, yes. who is a producer on this film as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Samara Weaving, Chloe Feynman, uh, Ben's favorite oh, SNL ben, cast. Love that, ben. Uh, it is an ensemble cast. I mean, it is a really, and there's other ones too that I didn't read, but yeah. uh, it, it looks, it, it just looks really good. Brampton looks great in it. Like, it looks like. Well, he looks good in everything. I mean, and, and no, it just, he looks like this is a 
this is a part for him. Like yeah. this is, he's going to do really well. Damien Chazelle. Yes. And, Chazelle. and uh, Emma Stone was supposed to do this before Margot Robbie. Indeed she was. Yeah. And couldn't do it. Ben, are you interested in this movie at all? How do you feel about La La Land and, and Whiplash and Jazz? Uh, <laughs> and all that jazz. Uh, uh, Damien Chazelle is just sitting at his computer like interior bunker. Jazz. <laughs> John Goodman's character puts on a jazz record. Oh, it writes itself, guys. Uh, yeah, no, I liked I liked La La Land. I'm not a huge musical guy, but I, I liked La La Land. I loved Whiplash. I thought that was a fantastic film. Um, you say you're not a huge musical guy, but I've heard more about Sean Hayes's. Uh, oh my god, that's from just, you than anybody. It's not a musical. He it's plays a, the piano and sings, doesn't he? He plays the piano. Oh, he doesn't sing. Mm-mm. It's a play, not a musical. Oh, it's I thought there's a. I thought wonderful. you said there's a song that's played that your dad cried. No, no, it's it's a line. Oh. The, it's a line in the in the in the play where he says, "I the, wish I could see, love my son." City in the funny papers. <laughs> All right, it's what his uncle used to say back in the day. I, but I feel that's like you could be more of a musical play person if you had better access to him. I enjoy going with Bailey. She really enjoys musicals, and I I have enjoyed myself at the at the theater watching a few. Uh, but I'm not. I don't gravitate toward them on my own. La La Land was was fine. I I, I enjoyed it. I didn't have love seen, it. Have you seen Moulin Rouge? Yeah, the, guys, they're fine. There's a, there's a like new Disney musical musicals, out called you? Hamilton. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah. Hamilton's great. You like Disney musicals, don't you? Sure. You sound exasperated. I just don't care that much. Why do you guys, why are you, why, why are you forcing hey. me to, to- There's a lot of hey, musicals out there, buddy. Hey, by the way. They're fine. We just want you to, to see things that are good. I refuse to believe you don't like musicals because I heard the song that you sang for the trailers. I and that was as good as any I don't, I didn't Stephen Sondheim musical. I don't yeah. like musicals. I just said they're fine. I just, I don't. Anyway. Uh, what the fuck are we talking about right Musicals. now? Musicals. Yeah, we're, we're just trying to get you mad. No, no. That's all Whip, we're doing. Whiplash <laughs> is, uh, is good. Uh, like, like Whiplash is pretty musical. <sighs> He's going to beat you. I hate you so much. The jazz acts as like... <laughs> <laughs> and it's, all that jazz. Yeah, do you like Chicago? It's about the psychological terror that you don't commit. Uh, you mm-hmm. see what I did there? Because mm-hmm. it's take a sentence. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, uh, no, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, this movie looks debaucherous, and that's why I like it. You do love debauchery. I really do. I really do. I really do. No, it looks super fun. Honestly, I don't know if it looks fun to me. Like it, it, looks, it looks chaotic. It looks something. It looks to me, chaotic. Though. Yeah, it looks and wild. I look, it, it, I'm, I'm intoxicating in. to yeah. me. Like it, it's it, there's something about it that makes me want to see it, and it, it doesn't look funny. But there's some parts that it, that, that part where Margot Robbie's like, "Who wants to see me fight a snake?" Yeah. At the end, I'm like, "It looks like the the Wolf of Hollywood and Vine." Okay, see what I did there? Yeah, yeah sure. I guess I'll give it Margot Robbie, cocaine, okay, breasts. Sure. Okay, easy there. It's coming. But that comes out uh, December 25th. It's a Christmas present to Brad. Yes. <laughs> yes. I will see it. I will hopefully, I, I'm, I, I'm going to see it as soon as I can too, because I, I love me some La La Land and some Whiplash. So. You do love La La Land. And some Margot Robbie. And Who doesn't absolutely. love Margot Robbie? Yeah. We also watched the trailer for Wendell and Wild, which is a new movie coming to Netflix uh, as well. Uh, and it is a stop motion animated movie from director Henry Selick, who is most famous for oh, directing Selick. A Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, Which everybody that, thought was a directed by the Tim, Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton movie. Yes, that's a common misconception. It's it's produced by Tim Burton, but it is directed by Henry Selick, as is Coraline. And another, James and the Giant Peach, yes, which I really love. Yes, yep. and the, all fantastic stop motion animation movies. Uh, he really is a genius when it comes to yeah. this stuff. Don't, and, don't do what I did and look up the trailer for this movie by typing in wild trailer, because I thought it was Wendell trailer. Like the, I There's thought, like a hundred movies. You said like, Wendell and Wild, yeah. and so I thought it was a trailer. I thought we were watching three trailers. Oh, so you thought we were watching Babylon, Wendell, Wendell and, and Wild. Because you know gotcha. what? You need an Oxford comma in there. Uh, and you- Actually, you don't because it's two different titles. You don't need a comma for but that. But th- this was also, this was written by uh, Key and Peele too, right? Yeah, like and they also provide voices in it. Yeah, yeah so there they're seem to be intimately involved in this film. Yes. I mean, they don't direct it, but they are involved in the screenplay. They're yeah. involved in all that kind of it's stuff. A, it's a good trailer because it doesn't give away much, yeah. it, but it still gets me interested. And because it's a, it's a Leica movie, they're the ones who did Coraline and uh, Paranorman and the Box Trolls and whatnot. The visuals in it are absolutely incredible. Gorgeous, like, yeah. it's, I'm, I'm always amazed at what they're able to do with stop motion animation. Uh, like Just the detail they can put into things and just like the set pieces they can create. And It's, it's just such a, a meticulous art. I got a question for you guys. Um, yeah. So this is the second ever stop motion film that is rated PG-13. Can you tell me what the first one is? First stop motion uh, picture uh, animated f- film to get the PG-13. Correct. Ooh, uh, the Corpse Bride. 
No. no. I, do, you, do you want me to give you a clue or no? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. It came out within the last five years. Nine. No, that, that wasn't. No, that was animation. older, and that's older. And uh, I try, I try. Guys, I'm trying. No, no, that's that's good to guess. Was it? I, I like nine. Actually, I don't think it's any of the Leica movies, so I don't. I'm not sure what. Kubo it is. and the Two Strings. No, that's a Leica movie, and that wasn't PG-13. Nope. I don't know. Isle of Dogs. Ah, yes, that makes sense. Yep. Old, good old Wes Anderson. Good old. So only Wes the second Anderson. ever though yeah. stop motion film, and you guys just named a bunch of them that's been PG-13. So, which should add a little bit of fun to it, honestly. Yeah. Um, Indeed, a little bit more risque than normal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so this is um, it's as we said, it's a stop motion animation movie. It just played at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival. It's coming to Netflix in October, I believe, on the 28th. Uh, and so basically, the premise is it's uh, two scheming demon brothers named Wendell and Wilde, who are voiced by Keegan and Michael Key and Jordan Peele, uh, who enlist the aid of a 13-year-old uh, girl named Cat Elliot and to summon them to the land of the living. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how, how are the critics How are the critics uh, responding? Uh, yeah, the reactions have been, have been great so far. I mean, like, the critics pretty much always, you know, love uh what henry selig is doing with stop motion animation he just uh, he really knocks out of the park whenever he makes movies like this so i am very excited uh to see see this movie the, hey it's the kickoff of following so we're gonna see a lot more horror trailers and it's this true. is great it's and true it, i actually this this trailer came out a little while ago i specifically saved it until we got closer to, to october when does it release I, I just said it a second oh, ago. Sorry, I, uh, <laughs> I was looking up. You know, I saw, I saw, I saw something. I'm like, oh, starring Ving Rhames. Oh, wow! And then I lost my train of thought. Yeah, he does have a voice in it, but yeah, it comes out uh, on Netflix on October 28th. Thank you. Oh, that's why so why so close to to Halloween? Why not like a little? Did bit you more? watch the trailer? I did. <laughs> Why, why not though? Like, but, no, but why not like have it October first? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like all like, the October people. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Like marketing wise, like, it's you... t- like get me into the hey, season. Hey, right? a Christmas movie deb- deb- debuting on Christmas. Yeah, by the time well, that, yeah, that, I, that I happens all the time. Yeah, but don't do that. Do it on the 13th. Thank you. So there's a run up and you can make December money on 25th, 26. I'm done almost. Exactly. There's already a bunch of other horror movies coming out earlier in the month. It's Netflix, so they don't have to like beat the the rush to theaters. It comes out on streaming service, and if it comes out a couple days before Halloween, people are going to watch it because hey. Halloween. I don't know. I just feel like if it came out three weeks before, my kids would watch it 20 times. Guess what? I'm pretty sure your kids are going to fucking watch it 20 times no matter when it no, comes out. Won't. No, they won't. Because the no, day after, after Halloween, they're I get watch into Christmas. Planes, trains, and automobiles, and they're just going to watch that ad nauseum, as always. Listen, I don't I don't know. I just talk to somebody. You know people. Talk to somebody. All <laughs> what, right? what do you want me to say? I want you to tell them to release it a little bit early. Five five days early. Hey, Netflix. Five days. Uh, uh, Pastor Nate Laux wants to see this tell him stop faster. motion don't, animated Halloween use, movie early. Don't use that card yet. Don't, don't use the card yet. Don't take wait, the Lord's wait name. and see if they're they're responding. If they don't respond, then, then we go. Threaten Jesus. that he's here's, also a reverend. Here's um, the thing. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Right. Basically, what they're going to send me back is a shrug emoji. <laughs> you don't know that until you try. Yeah. You know they might do that with your bad attitude right now. Hey, wait, hey you want another humble bread? Oh, dear God. Why do we have him on the show? I interviewed Keegan-Michael Key last week. How'd that go? Was he nice? Or it, um, he was incredibly nice. It, like, it was it was so Fake easy. nice, though? Because no. I, I can't determine if he's fake nice or real nice. No. I thought that Brad was going to say, it was incredibly off-putting how nice <laughs> it was. No, he, he was, he was uh, not fake nice at all. Like, it's just, he just has a very natural, charismatic banter about him. It, it was so e- easy to talk to him. Like, he, I, I could have talked to him for the longest I've time. got a question for you, too. So more, uh, uh, more. No, this isn't a who would you like? yeah. or Margot Robbie. Or Margot Robbie. No, this isn't that question. Do you think because again, Key and Peele kind of came up a little bit together in this? They 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 hit Hollywood. They got popular through their show. Jordan Peele's. I mean, he he's a big deal right now um, in in film and all these things. Keegan Michael Key's doing some good things, but he's not as big. Do you think there's jealousy there? Uh, you know, because I think that they're, they're they're both doing different things. You know, uh, I think Keegan Michael Key doesn't have the ambitions that Jordan Peele does when it comes to life. Wow. <laughs> when it comes to filmmaking, like you know, Jordan Peele I, has been wanting to do this for a long time. I think Keegan Michael Key is more so he he likes the the acting side and the performing side more. He's still doing some writing and producing. And I loved him um, in Schmigadoon because I I interviewed him uh, for Hulu's new show Reboot that's coming out. It's created yes. by Steve Levitan of Modern Family fame. He's also done Love Wings Family. and Frasier and a bunch of stuff. Um, and so he he not only stars in that movie but he's a producer on it. And so and it's it's this is this I think is his wheelhouse um is very much uh creating producing occasionally writing and starring and stuff i just don't think he has the 
at least right now, not the ambition to direct. I think I think he's very much, um, and I think television is probably his stronger suit when it comes to that too. I don't, yeah. I, don't I don't think there's any like film film ambitions there. And Jordan Peele clearly has a voice, right? And yeah. so like that, that that's rare. I think honestly to have a voice as a director and a distinct voice. Yes, too. and so like you you knew it, right? You knew it, and then by the second film, you're like, oh, this is this is a Jordan Peele film, yeah, right? And and you don't have a lot of directors where you can say that's their film, right? Yeah. That is their story that is clearly them. And so, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see, I, I think it's a unique gift that Jordan Peele has. Yeah. Um, and I will say, uh, you should check out uh, Reboot. By the time you hear this podcast, uh, the first three episodes are out on Hulu. Uh, it's a super funny show. It's about um, a, a cast of a like uh, late 90s, early 2000s sitcom, a fake one, uh, called Step Right Up that is uh, a riff on like Full House and Step by Step and Family Matters. And uh, they decide to revive it with a for a modern audience with the same cast, which is it's Keegan Michael Key, uh, Judy Greer, Johnny Knoxville, uh, Caleb Worthy, who was in a movie called Bodied, uh, and they're the family in this movie, and they bring them all back, and like it deals with all of their like you know personal baggage and like stuff that's happened in their career since then, and their dynamics since they're all older now, and there's there's a, an old romance between Keegan Michael Key and Judy Greer, which makes things complicated. Is, and- is one of them by far and away more successful than all the others? No, when actually, that's the thing is they've they've all, kind, all just yeah kind of they've, just they've, they've yeah they've all kind of just like sputtered out so like none of them like but Keegan Michael Key is like he's been trying to be a serious actor um and so like and the the Caleb Worthy is the kid who like he did a bunch of Disney Channel movies and now he's older and awkward he's not the cute kid anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but it's and it has a surprising amount of heart to it too it's it's a really and it's it's edgy it's not like a network safe comedy you know where it feels like they're it's not Modern back. Family yeah he's they're dropping f bombs there's like a lot of raunchy jokes in it and it's 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 a lot of fun it's really good. I was impressed by how good it was. I can't wait. I saw each other that and I wanted to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Reboot. Uh, so yeah, uh, Wendell and Wild. I think it looks very cool. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Just How wish down? Wish it came out a little bit earlier. Yeah, but, you know, uh, early right. October would be better. So listen, you're up. gonna be watching so many other horror movies. Bailey and I do that thing every uh, October where we try to watch one horror movie that we've never seen uh, every day in October. Hey, let's do a. That's a lot. Let's it do. Is. A, we, we never do it, but we try. Yeah. Let's do a thing uh, for our recommendations in October. They need to be scary movies. Oh, I like right? that. And actually, Brad. Uh, and then in Christmas, uh, December, we'll do Christmas. Do you want to? Do you want to hear uh, what Brad's first movie in October will be? Then what? Because it's we're not there yet, but we'll be there. You know what? Maybe I'll save it. No, I'll tell you. I got you a DVD <laughs> copy of Misery. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. you're so So you nice. can actually do it. But I will wait. It won't be your next recommendation, but in two recommendations, we'll give you that movie and you can watch it. Can you get a Blu-ray copy? It is a Blu-ray copy. Oh, Jesus there we go. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, hey, there's a big difference in quality. <laughs> oh, oh, my word. My God. Oh, my word. <laughs> Gift horse. Here's the mouth. There's a look right in there. Hey, I don't want it. Let's hey, do I, right. I don't, first of all, I don't want a pixelated gift horse. I am not even joking. I literally, uh, I wavered between the two because I'm like, well, it's just a fucking movie that, yeah, uh, he's going to complain. I better get the Blu-ray. <laughs> and here we are. It's worth the extra seven dollars. It was. And here's the thing. It was like, it was like seriously thirteen dollars or twenty two. And I was like, ah, but I have to. Buy here's the thing. I, if if you wouldn't have told me now on the podcast, I wouldn't have complained when I received it. But it's because you specifically said. DVD because I'm an like, old man. I, I just Blu-ray? mean DVD. I mean the thing you put in physical media. I actually That's wouldn't have I, cared. It's a laser disc. I wouldn't have cared. I doubt in public. That. You would have like privately been like, "Wow, DVD, thanks." <laughs> this is awkward. So, I so bought the, you the VHS. Is this <laughs> really awkward? He would have said, "Is this the coaster that I put my drink on while you're giving me the Blu-ray?" Mm-hmm. Oh, this is cute. <laughs> A nice movie themed coaster. <laughs> uh, well, that's good because I, I actually. So uh, my mom was actually watching Misery recently, and I like I made, I left the room because I was like, "Look, I'm supposed to watch this at some point." I Wait, so, so she your, your mom can already? find it. Your mom can find it. No, it, it was playing on Sundance TV. Oh, yeah. Okay. Why didn't you like DVR it? Because it's uh, it's not edited on Sundance TV. Oh. Yeah. No, we tried. Did you though? Hey, Brad, you got a movie uh, movie game for us, everybody? You know, I was supposed to. Did you really forget <laughs> it? I forgot the Trevi cards at home. Jesus but, Christ! But we haven't played Last Man Standing in a while, so I think we should do that. Actually, mm-hmm. anyway, fair enough. We can do that, or do we do another uh, question from the the one podcast. That is a little bit more fun than playing games. Not that I, not that I think we should bail on the games all no, the time. But we don't but... have a game, so all right. You guys want to do one of these questions from films to be buried with? We can probably have time for both. Okay. We'll see how this conversation goes. Yeah. Maybe it'll be a dud. All right. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. What film is legitimately terrible, but you love it? 
legitimately terrible film. Like if somebody said, hey, uh, I want to see a good film and you'd be like, I'm not recommending this one because it's not a good film. I love it, but I'm not going to recommend it. It's not a good film. Um, but you love it and you just for some reason I know uh, what you guys can choose Mission Impossible 1 <laughs> go fuck yourself uh, I think you mean with flicks. a cactus I think you with mean the flicks my, with a um, the first thing that comes to mind yeah and you can come up with more than one if you want sure, but like, the yeah. first thing that comes to mind is a, a Vin Diesel movie from the early 2000s called A Man Apart really I've never seen it it's got Vin Diesel as a DEA agent that goes undercover and like gets his man and then of course the 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 cartel comes and kills his wife and it's a revenge film and it's got Lorenz Tate in it as his like partner and it's just it's just exactly what you think it is he's like I gotta do this by myself it's just it's so bad but I loved it so much and I just watched it again like a year or two ago and I was like I still like this movie <laughs> and I would never recommend it yeah. oh god yeah. no never but I really like it so what's it called go. again A Man Apart alright it's just so bad in the same vein and I, I if I think about it I can th- think of probably a couple more because I, I do like pretty bad films usually um uh, in the same vein, 2004, there was a film that came out starring a young Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The Rundown? No. The Walking Scorpion Tall? King. Walking Tall. W- Walking Tall? I'll defend that. That's not a bad movie. <laughs> well, I'm right there with you. I like that movie. I love that film. I like that movie just, a lot. Uh, and I watched it again, kind of like you. Uh, sometime over the pandemic, I watched it like, oh, this is really this cheesy. This is bad, but I like this. But this is so good. I yep. love it. I love The Rock is like just a purely good guy, but he's kicking everyone's butt. And, and that, that movie is a remake of a remake of a remake. They've done Walking Tall since like the 40s. Like, yeah, uh, Giant Knoxville's in it. Yeah, and just, like, oh, it's, it's so just, fun. Neil McDonough, who plays a great villain, like uh, you know, like because he's he's kind of albino, um, and yep. so you just don't trust. He him. also becomes a he's a villain in the Fast and the Furious movies, I believe, eventually, right? I don't know, I've not seen all of them, but uh, so that's a, a legitimate. Let me think of some other ones. That, uh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> you weren't listening. No. Here's a, I missed something. <laughs> here's another film that I think is a legitimately bad film that I love. It's called Rat Race. Uh, oh no, I was thinking of Cole Hauser. Oh, Cole Hauser. Because he was uh, the bad guy in The Fast and Furious, uh, in Too Fast, Too Furious. So what too about you? Too fast. Brad, what is the- Too furious. <laughs> I'm too what? fast for y'all. They say that. He says on the song. A couple times. Chris Ludacris Bridges. What, uh, by the way, Ludacris, awesome, awesome artist. Do you Luda really Chris. love Luda? I really do. I respect You love Luda? I really do. Do you like him better as a musical artist or do you like him better as an actor? No, better as a musical artist, for sure. Yeah. Like give me a give me a Luda, Luda song. Uh area codes? You remember that from that? Sing it. He had hoes in different area codes. No, but that, that's not I've got hoes in different area codes. I don't think I know that. One. No, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sounds like going. I want you to keep yeah, going. It was then. a good bumper uh like with country grammar from Nelly like back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brad, what about you? Terrible movie. Um So uh this is a pretty bad movie, um, but I love it. <laughs> which, which, by the way, was the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make it clear. This is not a good movie. Okay. We're, so this is a movie. You're literally answering the question. But I really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Movies that you really. Okay, go. Batman Forever. No, you don't. You don't like love. Oh, no, I, no. I love Batman Forever because both Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones no, you don't are just this. going balls to the wall with nope. craziness in, I, as, as I the villains in the movie. I used to believe you love that The Riddler movie. and Two-Face together are so much fun. I know, if, I, if I'm sitting and watching Batman Forever, I watched it so many times as a kid on VHS, I know the movie by heart still. I can do Jim Carrey's speeches right along with him. Uh, I, I love Batman Forever, but I will fully recognize and admit that it is it is a bad Batman movie. It's not as, it's not as bad as Batman and Robin, uh, which I don't really like, uh, but Batman Forever. I truly love Batman Forever. Do you really? Just yeah, like both I just. Joel and you're willing to? Are you gonna? Are you gonna cut this out? I'm sure you're gonna cut that out, aren't you? <laughs> no. This is this is legit. Right. Full on legit. Nate, what do you what do you got, buddy? I got you, you I got more. Um, yeah, I, well, I did answer. Oh, wait, what I, was I your did answer? Walking Tall. Um, oh yeah, well yeah. No, but I've got, I've got that's a good movie though. So no, I, I got plenty of more. I got plenty more. Um, so another film I love uh, because I love Will Ferrell so much, and for some reason I watched this film and I've watched it more than a few times. Is a film from 2009 that Will Ferrell did. Do you guys know which one I'm talking about? 2009. Yep. 2009. Starring Will Ferrell and Danny McBride. 
Oh, I love Land of the Lost. Do you really? Yeah. Actually, is Brad is a defender. Critically no, I am. I am a huge defender of that movie. I think. I, th- I don't think it's a very good Land of the Lost movie. I think it's a hilarious. I comedy, just think though. it's so funny. It's so like, funny. It is. Thank you so much for laughing at that. Because no, seriously, every, everyone I tell is like, you like that no, movie. No, I think Land of the Lost is hilarious. And I think it. I think people. Uh, I just, don't know anything about the Land of the Lost series, yeah. so I went and just you know. But it is so funny. Will Ferrell's great in it. Uh, Danny McBride's great. Yeah. Uh, they set these great worlds up, and the scenarios are funny. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, in a similar vein, this isn't really this isn't a movie that I, I don't think I personally don't think it, it's bad. I can I can, I think you can pick apart some of the story. It didn't quite make sense. Uh, but this movie got didn't really uh, get much praise from critics whatsoever when it came out. Uh, and that's the watch. With Ben Stiller and Vince well, Vaughn so that, and Jonah that, Hill, that movie was dead. It came. It from, came out. It came out yeah. at, the, at the worst time because this was during the George Zimmerman uh, like shooting oh, neighbor, that, neighborhood watch thing. I've seen this on Netflix so, as a so, suggested title, so and I've never watched it because I'm like, it, I it can't. It be really that. did happen right. I mean, they, they were marketing this movie right. As the movie was called Neighborhood, neighborhood Watch, watch but then, then Neighborhood Watch was all over because Trey, of, Trey that, Martin was, killed. and so they changed it to the Watch, and it just went. It, they kind of just slowly released it yeah. to nothing, and, and it just it just hit at a time when like people were having a hard time laughing at like something this ridiculous when there was something so serious going on with like similar stuff but this is this this is such a silly sci-fi comedy and like it has the kind of like R-rated freewheeling improvised flair like the dialogue between everybody is so like fast and and funny there's one particular scene uh in this movie that is it's so silly but it it makes me laugh every time uh they're having like a meeting of these these people for the first time of like the first meeting of the neighborhood watch and Vince Vaughn is in Ben Stiller's house and he finds a thing of nesting dolls sitting on a shelf and he's like what is what is this and he like opens it up and he's like there's another one inside and like he keeps opening he's like he's like don't tell me there's like another one here I'm gonna, I'm gonna and he opens it up and he keeps going and he gets to the one where it's really tiny and he just like in complete silence and bewilderment he's just like oh my god there's, there's another, he's like joyously jo- joyously to discover that there's another tiny doll inside of it I, I did love it so much you but no would, Nate, I think like, you would uh, like the watch you also like Paul Paul's great, and so like I think you have something for these like weird little it's sci-fi. Paul the alien, I do. It's Paul the alien one. Yeah, with Seth Rogen as the alien. It's okay. It's I will say it does feel like it's uh, it's trying to be an Edgar Wright movie, but it's not quite as good. But I do think it does some clever things with sci-fi alien tropes and stuff like that. And the cast is great too. I mean, sure. Aside from you know Seth Rogen and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost as the main characters, you got Jason Bateman, Bill Hader, Joe Latruglio, Sigourney Weaver. Uh, you know, a great cameo by Steven Spielberg. Uh, it's just it's a lot of fun. You know, it's not it's not perfect but I, I think it's really funny is there and the visual effects are surprisingly still good uh paul as a computer generated character looks amazing today still it is okay uh there's a, <laughs> there's another film that i can think of that i really really love that i've seen so many times it was introduced to me by my brother i remember him coming home from college and saying you gotta watch this film because he went he was he's like five years older than me and he's like i think you'd really like it and i was in maybe a senior in high school and maybe a junior and so i watched this film and i loved it and i've watched it multiple times since then and i can't find anybody else that really loves this movie but it's called the 13th warrior did you ever see it i haven't seen it with uh, antonio, antonio banderas yes yes and so it's based on a my Michael Crichton uh, book it's problematic. There are things in there. It's um, problematic. There are things in there that probably aren't true, right? No. Um, But I I love this film. It's so much fun. It is it is kind of an a little bit of an epic film, um, but also like a weirdly kind of like a war kind of film, but based in like the I don't know the twelve hundreds or something. I don't know. a long time ago in uh, the in a, land, in a land in a castle yeah. far, far away. But Antonio Banderas does so well. He does so well in this. I He's will admit so that much fun. Just as a genre of a genre. genre. It opened the same week as The Sixth Sense, by the way. And that's why it didn't do well. Yeah, it didn't do well. Um, no, most Arnold Schwarzenegger films for me fall into this category <laughs> where I just, I have a soft spot for the guy. I love his films. Uh, but but of all of his films that are bad, I mean, because there are good ones, like yep. the Terminator series, True Lies, you know, that's a True great film. Great. Yep. Um, Kindergarten Pred- Cop. Predator, of course. Kindergarten but Cop. Kindergarten Cop's great. Um, but there's a movie uh, uh, called End of Days. And it was, it's, it's like it, I don't even know, maybe 1% around to me. Like it's just, everyone trounced it. It's terrible. And I really like that film. I think that it's actually not bad. I enjoyed that movie when I was younger. I haven't watched it since I was in middle school, probably. So it's, it's about the end of days. Nate, maybe look into it. 
I uh, there was a film that came out with uh, Reese Witherspoon and oh, who was it? Uh, I watched it the other day because I'm like, oh, I, my daughter is um, my daughter's 14, just in high school now, and I'm like, oh no, I actually own this DVD at one point. It was really good. I cannot remember. It's um, starring her and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, it's uh, it's the romantic. Comedy. Oh, just like yeah, heaven. Just like yes, heaven. yeah, and it's, I love that film. It's, 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 it's cute. cute. It's, it's actually really charming. Yeah. It's adorable, yeah. and it's terrible. It's critically planned. It's not any yeah. good. Yeah. But like, uh, for some reason, I love that film. Uh, um, I don't know if this movie was critically panned, but this is a movie. So there are a few movies that I watched when I was a kid because they like felt uh, uh, edgy and like a little bit risque and I felt maybe like I shouldn't be watching them and sometimes the Land Before Time series sometimes it was because like I was a high school like you know I was a, like a, a teenager raging full of hormones and I was like oh well, <laughs> let's, let's see if there's some nudity in this movie you know uh, and so like there's a movie called uh, Trojan War did you guys ever see this? No. It's with uh, the the guy who plays um, Ben Savage's older brother in uh, Boy Meets World wait, wait 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 that guy was in something else other than other so, than so actually yeah much like Zachary Ty Bryan <laughs> who was in Tokyo Drift so so it's called what again it's called Trojan War uh, uh nineteen ninety seven film. Will Friedel is the guy who plays, uh, and so actually, funnily enough, it's got a young Jennifer Love Hewitt in it. It does. So w- Will Friedel, first of all, uh, he um, he has, uh, I think it's agoraphobia, maybe, and so he doesn't like to go out very much. Uh, so it's kind is of is that a, what happened to him? Kind of. It was because it was kind of a big deal that they convinced so him more to like do. Boy doesn't like to meet world. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of a big Come deal. On, that's not a bad joke. Kind of a big deal that they got him to do Girl Meets World to begin with. But he's actually a very accomplished voice actor. He d- does tons of cartoon work. I didn't know that. Yeah. So anyway, so Will Friedel stars in this movie, and uh, he really likes this girl played by Marley Shelton. Uh, she's in Scream Four. She's been in a bunch of stuff. You would recognize her if you saw her. Uh, she's like the hot girl, and he gets a chance Ooh, to Wendy Peppercorn. Yes. 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 Good call. Uh, he gets a chance to maybe uh, hook up with her, uh, but she's kind of a vapid shallow girl and he he's just like blinded by how beautiful she is meanwhile jennifer love hewitt is like his uh his you know friend who like he probably likes it but doesn't realize it yet and she's a little bit uh more of like a tomboy and so he, he doesn't see it yet uh, but the entire <laughs> the entire movie is about him following him uh, across a night trying to get a condom so that he can have sex with this girl that he supposedly likes oh trojan and so and so he keeps getting into this series of crazy mishaps and it is a very silly bad movie but i i, I watched it so many times when i was younger just because it was funny and like fun to watch but it's 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 not good and along those same lines uh, not well, not quite. This this one isn't quite as risky. Wait, no, I, I gotta go. I, I don't want you to move on from Trojan War real okay. quick because I just found some on this Wikipedia page. Uh, the film was released in only a single movie theater <laughs> and was pulled after only one week. It earned a total of three hundred nine dollars. Wow! Against a production budget of fifteen million. It feels like a straight video movie. But there, there, million? there are people though in that like right. There's Will Friedle, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Marley Shelton, Danny Masterson, Jason Marsden, Eric Balfour, Lee Majors. Like those are those are people. Yeah, right? Anthony Michael people. Hall has a cameo in it. Um, yeah, those are Danny Trejo. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So Mach- I mean, that, that, machete kills. But he's been in every film since then. But uh, but there are legitimate people yeah. in this film. Um, another movie that I watched when I was younger that uh, isn't isn't like the best. It's it's not particularly a risk or anything like that. But it's called Overnight Delivery with Reese Witherspoon and Paul Rudd. Never heard of it. N- yeah, it's shockingly that I've not Reese Witherspoon just in all the rom coms with all the MCU. This came out in like the uh, the, the um, late nineties. I want to say it was nineteen ninety eight. Oh my word! This is old. I've never even like yeah nineteen ninety eight. And so basically, uh, Paul Paul Rudd plays this guy. Uh, he's in college. Reese Witherspoon plays a stripper. They they cross paths because he's trying to get across country to uh, retrieve a package that he impulsively sent to his girlfriend as like a revenge kind of thing. But he realizes he doesn't want to send it to her, and so he keeps he's trying to track the package down. And so they end up on this like cross country road trip with each other reluctantly, and like they become friends. What's it called? D- overnight delivery. Wow. Yeah. Uh, also starring uh, Christine Taylor uh, mm-hmm. and Sarah yep. Sarah Silverman. Yeah, nice. I've never even heard of this movie. That's that's shocking. Yeah, me. and and I and Reese Witherspoon in at, at this time too. She kind of had like a um, uh, like an edgy girl kind of feel to her because she was brunette at the time, and yeah. they, they make her like because she's a stripper. They make her feel like she's like a little bit you know dangerous for Paul Rudd's character, and so it's like there was, um, it's it's a lot of fun. It's I also love the movie Four Christmases. Oh, of- no. nay. 
I do. I went to see this movie with my family reluctantly at Christmas one time it. because it was the only Christmas movie everyone else wanted to you see. You got to understand, I love Vince Vaughn for some reason. I do too, I but this, that movie is <laughs> terrible. Oh, it's so bad. It's, it's so bad. bad. It's so bad, and I love it every. I it is, watch it every Christmas. Uh, I love it. It is Christmas you watch trash. It every Christmas. every Christmas, I watch it. Uh, well, it's got John Favreau and it's got uh, Vince Vaughn, who both of those I love. If I had to watch um, that movie every Christmas, it'd be more like Surviving Christmas. Oh, not even close to the worst. It'd be Christmas more like Christmas with the cranks. Because I'd be cranky. Yeah, I'd be real fucking cranky. It'd be more like Die Hard because I'd want to kill myself. It'd be more like the night before Christmas. You guys don't even fucking nightmare. I, I've told you this. You guys don't even know how many Christmas movies I've watched. Oh no, you. Re- oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's a humble, it's a humble I can't it's a humble wait until he starts assigning us. Shit oh, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Uh, Dean Kane saves Christmas. <laughs> I'd, wa- I'd watch it. Oh no, thank you. No, he's got some good ideas. <laughs> you, you just gotta listen to him, man. You gotta listen, like open up your mind a little bit, and yeah. then you know, like well, guys, I, that's the podcast. We've had <laughs> such a good time talking about terrible actors, Dean Cain, and movies that we've. Or we're defending some movies. That's all. Oh boy, it's been fun. Well, thanks for listening. It's been time to go for a while, so let's get out of here. I mean, not for a while, but yeah, thank you for listening. Please subscribe uh, on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, what have you, uh, and uh, just rate us some five stars. Tell your friends about the podcast. We appreciate you listening. Um, yeah. And soon, soon, uh, a couple weeks, we're going to be bringing back the- uh, the, the 10 to the 1, 10 to 1 podcast. So if you're not subscribed to that, go ahead and subscribe to it. Get ready for our first episode of that. So, our Saturday Night Live podcast, and, uh, the, the first new episode of Saturday Night Live. Very excited. On October first, the new season with uh, four new cast members, and seven on... fewer cast members from the previous season. Any, so any do guess? the math yourself. Yeah. Well, for Nate and Brad, I'm Ben. This has been Go Flicks Yourself. Enjoy your night and have a pleasant tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?